1. A Stranger in My Own Land March 1946, Straubing, Germany Franz Stiegler buried his hands in the pockets of his long, tattered wool coat as he shuffled along the streets of the small, bombed-out city. The frigid air crystallized his breath in the early morning sunlight. He walked with small, fast steps and hugged himself to keep warm against the wind. Franz was thirty years old, but looked older. His strong jaw was gaunt from weight loss, and his sharp, hawk-like nose seemed even pointier in the icy air. His dark eyes bore hints of exhaustion, but still glimmered with optimism. A year after the war had ended, the economy across Germany remained broken. Franz was desperate for work. In a land destroyed and in need of rebuilding, brickmaking had become Straubing's primary industry. Today, he had heard the brick mill was hiring day laborers. Franz scurried through the town's massive square, Ludwig's Place, his black leather boots clopping along the frozen cobblestones. The square faced east and welcomed the morning sun. In its center sat City Hall, an ornate green building with a tall white clock tower. The hall's tall windows and carved cherub figurines shimmered. City Hall had been one of the few buildings spared. Around France, clumps of other buildings sprawled in the shadows, vacant and roofless, their window frames charred from bombs and fires. Straubing had once been a fairy tale city in Bavaria, the Catholic region of southern Germany, where people loved their beer and any excuse for a festival. The city had been filled with a rainbow of houses with red roofs, office buildings with green Byzantine domes, and churches with white Gothic towers. Then, on April 18, 1945, the American heavy bombers had come, the planes the Germans called the Four Motors. In bombing the city's train yards, the bombers had destroyed a third of the city itself. Two weeks later, Germany would surrender but not before the city lost the colors from its rooftops. The clock chimed, its echo bouncing throughout the square. 8 a.m. A line of German civilians extended across the square from the city hall, where the American G.I.s handed out food stamps. Most of the people waited for their stamps in silence. Some argued. Ten years earlier, Hitler had promised to care for the German people, to give them food, shelter, and safety. He gave them ruin. Now the Western Allies, the Americans, British, and French, cared for the German people instead. The Allies called their effort the Reconstruction of Germany. The Reconstruction was mostly a humanitarian undertaking, but also a strategic one. The Western Allies needed Germany to be the front for the Cold War against the Soviet Union. So the Americans, who occupied southern Germany and Bavaria, decided to fix what was broken, in Germany's interest as well as their own. Rather than traverse around the line of somber people, Franz wiggled through them. Some yelled at him, thinking he was trying to cut in front. Franz kept waddling through the masses. He noticed that the people's eyes were drawn to his boots. Franz's jacket had moth holes. It had been his father's. His green Bavarian breeches had patches on the knees. But his boots were unusual. They covered his calves, and yellow mutton wool peeked over the tops. A silver zipper ran up the inside of each boot, 
and a black cross-strap with a buckle spanned the front of the ankle. His boots were the mark of a pilot. A year earlier, Franz had worn them proudly in the thin air six miles above Earth. There he flew a Messerschmitt 109 fighter with a massive Daimler-Benz engine. When other men walked in the war, he flew at 400 miles per hour. Franz had led three squadrons of pilots, about 40 men, against formations of a thousand American bombers that stretched a hundred miles. In three years, Franz had entered combat 487 times and had been wounded twice, burned once, and somehow always came home. But now he had traded his black leather flying suit, his silk scarf, and his gray officer's crush cap for the dirty, baggy clothes of a laborer. His pilot's boots he kept. They were the only footwear he owned.'